This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. minutes more of that just so you guys have something to look forward to at the end of the episode dope very thorough he sent us a full punched up jam which is you know kind of ironic because we have the hosts of punch up the jam here today let's go evan and andrew gregory how are you guys doing let's go wow, what a segue <laughs> what, thank what you a what a tie-in thank you uh That's you guys you remember know, these that guys song. are pros you guys remember yeah, crash test the- dummies right I remember the Crash Test Dummies as the main thing I remember is that they're the only band ever that had a bass as their lead singer. Yes, just revolutionary huh. that that was like at the top of the charts with just a guy singing, singing this. It's like, when do you ever hear that? Yeah, and mm. the song is not like any other song, and I don't know any other song that they've ever made. So it was kind of this weird anomaly. There's no words in the happened. chorus. It's mm, yeah, and that's also the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> the title right. is a noise a man makes when he's barely singing, and that was the number one song for a year and a half in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, the only person I can think of who was very popular that sang in a similar register is Johnny Cash. Mm. I think like Johnny Cash is having a really low voice. But he's in, I don't know, he's hes just in a different genre where uh, wailing vocally, there, there's a little bit less of a, a little bit less of a, a, a cash to that in the country world. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's cool because we usually just play these songs, but we can't really analyze or understand what makes them good or bad, really. But mm-hmm. now, is, is Jake, you had an expression on your face like that was the first time you'd ever heard that. Is that... Um. That no. I I I loved the Crash Test Dummies song. Uh, song. That he was the parody, though. Oh, the parody. Yes, of course. The punch. That was yeah. the first time you'd ever heard that. Yeah. Okay. Amir does all the. Uh, he does the song sourcing, as it were. So. Uh, yeah. So that was a surprise to me. <laughs> this one was a real home run. Really put me in that spot. Yeah. yeah. And again, there's it's a three minute rendition. It's not like he just did a theme song. No, he went for the entire freaking song with like multiple verses. Mm-hmm. I respect it. As someone that is now doing 
a song parody weekly, as we call them, the punch up. Yeah. It ain't no mean feat. No, it's hard. Yeah. And I respect this dude for not giving you the 30 second theme song. He went end to end with it. Yeah. Yeah. Number. The number of times that we have looked at like a four minute song that we're having to punch up and said like, well, like maybe we could just make the outro half length or like, well, maybe we could skip that last first. And then we we pump ourselves up and we say, no. Yeah. No, we got We got to go the distance. <laughs> Give them what they want, guys. Yeah, if, if Diana Ross could make a four minute long version of Upside Down, that's what we're punching up this week, then- mm. God damn it, we can too. <laughs> yeah, Even if it it's have... a, for some reason about the plot of the Phantom of the Opera. Does it, does it have to be the exact same time? Is a punched up jam like a shot for shot remake of a movie or can you you know no, there is no there are no rules. I don't think it has to be the exact same length because the for instance the tempo might change. Yeah, what if we want to make mm. it a little faster? I mm. think I'd be very flexible on the length of time, but I think I'm less flexible on the like if you look at it as like parts of a song, you have the first verse, you have the first chorus, you have the bridge. Mm-hmm. I, I would be inclined to keep all of those individual I, parts. Andrew is very conscious of this stuff as like a personal code of honor that he can't excise pieces of the song just to get to the end right. quicker. I don't care. I will, ch- <laughs> I will change everything. I will take the whole song, pan it to the left, Mute it and delete it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Got it. So the the song doesn't exist at the end. <laughs> that's yes. exactly right. It's yeah. almost like you shouldn't have wasted time panning it to the left. Then, right? Well, that's that's a that's a famous that's studio part of engineer my trick. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're a really high level studio engineer, you you just know when you have the perfect take to pan it all the way to the left, drench it in reverb, put a compressor on it, mute it. And then delete it. <laughs> it's like so, putting your thing down, flipping it, and reversing it. The Missy <laughs> Elliott song, but yours is pan it to the left and delete it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's just another punch-up idea I have. Uh, this guy wrote in and said, I hope Jake does the right thing one of these days and gives Amir the golden mic. I don't know if you guys know, but Jake, uh, I guess, awards himself a trophy at the end of each and every one of these episodes. That's not quite accurate. And he gets... The golden mic and I get the turdy, uh, and it's never been the opposite. Uh, I've, I've been following it on, yeah. on and off. Yeah, I mean this. You know, this week could be the week. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, and then he says, it's "Always anyway, up for grabs." What's that? I was saying it's always up for grabs. <laughs> the golden mic and the turdy. Yeah, you just always have it's an even playing field, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he says, "Anyway, if I can plug something, I have a dumb little sports podcast with my buddies uh, Eric and Alex called First Round Busts. If anyone wants to check it out, or don't, or check out Eric's <laughs> podcast." Lost in narration. That one's better. Wow, he's promoting his friend's other podcast. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Even within his own plug, he wants to plug someone else. He's the that... best kind of self-effacing. How generous. He's a real mensch over here. That's Daniel House. Not to be confused with basketball player, Dan Wellhouse. This is just Daniel wow, House. So thank you, Daniel House. Now, cool. would you describe Dan Wellhouse as a first-round bus, Amir? Uh, was he a first-round pick? I don't know. I don't. I'd, that's a great question. You put me on the spot. <laughs> He's actually pretty good now, too. Then he I will be say, bust. Uh, yeah, I will say Dan Wellhouse, because he might not even been in the first round, a first round, I, not a I first think, round bust. I think just as a society, we have too high of a standard of whether someone is a bust or not. Like, mm. if they play in, like, 20 games, hey, like, that, that's pretty good. Better a than lot me. Of, like, yeah, it's better. And it's like, there are plenty of people that get picked in the first or second round that just, like, just get cut from the team. Like yeah. that's the only true bust. 
Right. Like Greg Oden, great job. Mm. Well, it's hard because if you were tall, you're in the NBA, but you don't necessarily like basketball. So there's a lot of like tall guys who were drafted because they were tall, but they're like, you know, basketball is not for me. I like computers instead. So they go off and do something else. Yeah. But at the same time, they wanted to secure that bag, which is what we're here to do, guys. Uh, <laughs> let's get paid and let's get played. Uh, just to, if you guys don't know, Evan and Andrew are the new hosts of Punch Up the Jam, uh, an older headgum show that was uh, gone for a little bit and is now back with new hosts. But the idea is the same. These two are punching up a new song every single darn week. How many uh, episodes are there at this point? At the time of this recording, we are 11 episodes into our tenure. But well, just, the podcast this, has a back catalog of will, another 150. Will this come out next week, this episode we're recording now? Yeah, either Monday or a week from Monday. Okay, so that, so episode 12 comes out this week. We're doing Diana Ross Upside Down. Your episode was just released, Jake, uh, where we punched up yeah, Flavor of the Week. Yes. And Amir, you were a couple of weeks ago. You did Brass Monkey. Yeah, and I actually was... rapped with you guys. Yeah. Yes. And our, our punch-up is mostly about you, actually. Really? I, I call it our punch-up, but uh, you guys did everything. I, it's our, it's our punch-up. It was a delight it's, and a surprise. It's we, a great, we couldn't great have done it without Yes, Jake, it's our <laughs> punch-up in spirit, even if we did all the work. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be wrong to do a React segment where Amir hears the song for the first time yeah, and finds out it's all about how much he sucks. You've wow. never heard the song, right? <laughs> What's that? You've never heard no, he their just, punch up. Andrew just texted to me. I'm like, flavor of a mirror. What's this? All right, let's start <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely, definitely play it. I wonder if we should. I would say we should play it during this episode, but we have another entire freaking Crash Desk Dummies cover to get to. No, How we should do covers? it after, after a break. We'll come back and we'll have you listen to it. A live no. react. Wow, okay. Did you specifically uh, request Crash Test Dummy? No. Covers? No. Or you got more than one unrequested in a single week? It's one, but uh, since it was three minutes long, I'm like, let's play a little bit at the beginning, a little bit at the end, okay, rather okay, than okay, listening okay. to an entire three-minute song mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm, top. Yeah. You, sometimes Amir will call out for a specific parody, like you've asked for Beatles ones before. Yeah. But, um, oh, I'd like a Billy Joel one, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. Billy Joel, if you're listening. Uptown we, Monk? Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars, the Billy Joel song. <laughs> <laughs> an uptown girl slash uptown punk fairy. No, 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 no. I want it to be about. I a feel chipmunk. like with Billy Joel, you have a unique opportunity to do scenes from an Italian restaurant and just oh, cover every single Headgum podcast. That would be you know really epic. God, that's awesome. Yeah, and that would be a nine-minute song for us to play at the top of the episode. Yeah, you know, Andrew and Evan are over in the corner. You know, here's Caleb and Shelby. There's Jake and Amir. That's cool. Yeah. And then maybe a painting to go along with it or something. I don't want to like put too much on these fans' plates, but some of them are really talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do need a painting. Uh, okay, guys, you know the drill. We're answering emails, real people uh, who are in desperate need of our advice. Okay. Sometimes it's just us. Sometimes we've got friends with us to help out. Today we got you two. Um, but we like to preserve these guys' anonymity. We don't want to out them. This show's world famous. What if they show up to school the next day and say, like, holy shit, you're the person who asked about this specific thing? So do you guys have a fake name that we can refer to this college professor as? So maybe a doctor something. Uh, Umberto. Wow. Ooh, Dr. Umberto. 
writes. Uh, yeah, first thing I thought of for no particular reason. Yeah, don't show us the email. I'm a leak risk. I okay. will, I will yeah, actually yeah. say the name <laughs> on the air. I will say it's a lady, so maybe like give her like a, Umberta. a fake doctor. Doctor Umberta. That's nice. good. Okay, <laughs> Doctor Umberta. Her last name changed because she was a woman. Uh, I am a new young college professor, and I feel like I peaked too early. After a great first two years, I now go into the classroom each day feeling less and less confident, and I even forget how to be cool around kids, which was something I always used to fall back on. So, can you jog your memories from being college students way back when and give me some advice about how to be a cool and respectable professor? What were some characteristics and curricular approaches of professors that you liked? Maybe I could just picture all my students as cartilage-pierced jakes. Mm. And then I'd feel more confident and comfortable. How would you approach college teaching if you were professors? It's a good question. Do, yeah. do we have any clue as to what Dr. Umberta's uh, subject is? Yeah, Ooh, I feel like that's pretty study, clear. Could you just Google her? Can you Google her real name? Okay, I'll Google her real name while you guys find out. I think that, that I think advice. that's pretty crucial for the advice. Yeah, yeah, we okay. have to admit that culturally, you're having a different experience as a professor if you're at FIT versus at the law school you're teaching anthropology it feels different than if you're teaching math mm-hmm. right exactly okay how about this what would you what was your coolest college professor and what did they teach holy shit she's teaching at harvard wow that's wow. oh so funny my oh you landed god. a whale boys <laughs> oh my fucking god you're gonna be you're, she you're teaches molding a class. with this one she teaches a class called my real name is doctor <laughs> <laughs> pulling off her mask god this that would be really the way to make her not look cool in front of her students that she wrote into our dumbass podcast about how to be cool in front of them i mean maybe she just went to harvard and she teaches somewhere else yeah. but so what's, what's, it, there's what's harvard her... on her pedigree and it looks like it's geography and urban studies. Geography and urban studies. Now okay. you have effectively doxed her okay. because yep. your students can definitely right. deduce. Okay, yeah. so this is great There's because- There's only one person in the department. So we know she's in like the in the social sciences, yep. the hard social sciences, mm-hmm. geography and urban. I, well, I guess what I would say off the tip of my brain is this is a little bit of a confidence racket. Mm. The, the problem that Dr. Umberta is running into and I think the worst thing she could do is start to try to appear cool. Right. Mm. So my advice like, for leather jacket, you think it's not probably. I was going to cool say one. sideways hat, yeah, sunglasses, <laughs> a skateboard, gold chain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's it going, fellow kids? Style. That's cool. I just think if she started <laughs> saying stuff like, "So what's been on your guys' for you page on your TikTok?" I feel like yeah. immediately every student in her class is like. What a lamo trying to keep up to date with right, her. Yeah. What if, but like, what if they own. say, like, good morning, Dr. Umberta? And then she's like, hey, give me some skin and does like, and then, and then don't forget the flip side or whatever. That's like, cool. that's kind of like, okay. just like a nice little language thing. Yeah. And she also has like um, a little horn that she'd honk. Interesting. It's like a prank. So she's sort of like you imagine her as like a almost like a French Canadian mime in a way. <laughs> what if what if they come in to give her five and then she goes up and rubs her hair? There it is. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Kind of you know just really puts the student mm-hmm. in their place. Yeah, that's right. While reminding <laughs> the student who's really at the top yeah. of the pecking order. Yeah, that's yeah. cool because it's kind of a vanilla ice Harpo Marx yes. thing. That's well, and then yeah. they turn around kind of dejected to go back to their desk and she kicks them in the small <laughs> of their back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or even better, puts a sign on the small of their Perfect. back that simply it's, it's, says, 
kick me. There it is. And then she shotguns a fucking Red Bull. That's really cool. That's kind of cool. What if she flips you know, a coin a lot? So she's in the doorway flipping oh, a coin. There is something that, like, Brad Pitt, how he's always eating, you know, yeah, in, like, his movies. Yeah. Imagine yeah, if she's just crush. chewing on right. a mealy pear for the you entire class. Get, what's There's your no thing? reason... Yeah, that, that that could also be a teaching crutch, just right. constantly eating in front of the class, crunching yeah, an apple. Cheeseburgers. Maybe she has a Jacob's Ladder. That's cool. Kind of oh, yeah, like... one of those things that go click, 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 and then click, 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 click. Oh, God. I thought you were talking about the scary 90s Tim Robbins movie, and I was like, no, I hope she doesn't have Jacob's Ladder. That movie's too scary for anyone. These are DVDs that I'm talking about, of that movie Jacob's Ladder, made out of Jacob's Ladder, yeah. That are strung together. It would be amazing to make a Jacob's Ladder out of Jacob's Ladder DVDs, or VHSs, because that would have a really satisfying, extremely loud, yeah. Uh, I mean, so here's so. In all seriousness, maybe you don't want to hear my serious opinion, Doctor Umberto. But when I think about my favorite college professors, there was one I really loved, who's a great political science teacher. I had a great art teacher. I had a, some really great religion professors. That was my that was my specialty. Um, I liked them because they were really good at their subject, mm-hmm. and we're like really in. Like I remember a moment where my art teacher pulled up a slide. <laughs> of a Da Vinci painting, and it was like just a a Da Vinci painting of like a sheet. He just like, who knows why, but Leonardo Da Vinci just spent like two months of his time painting a sheet, and he was just like, not, I don't know how much money I have in the world, but I think I'd give it all for that painting. Wow. This is a, this is a man who truly <laughs> loved painting, and I imagine to have gotten as far as you have in the world of geography and urban development, it's like, that the the students that should matter to you like that's that's what they want is just your depth of interest and your depth of knowledge in your subject and by uh being devoted to it i think i think you'll excite them that's the winning piece of advice you don't have to hang around after class to trade pokemon cards with them mm-hmm. you just lead the top of your lecture with an amazing fact that shows your passion about geography did you know germany was next to france boom Wow, hammer drops. That's... Do you have to be funny to be cool as a professor, or can you be humorless but passionate and that's still good enough? <laughs> I, I stumped stumped. you guys. <laughs> I think the humor, I mean, the humor helped me because I like things to be funny, so that helped me connect with some professors. Maybe there are other students that, or like, why is this professor wasting his time digging mm-hmm. around making jokes? The yeah. tr- the key is just not trying. Because like, if you think that being funny is the way to the student's heart, but then you're not naturally funny in a certain way, and you try to be funny in that way, yeah, it's, kids can just like smell when you're trying too hard. So just be yourself, whatever that is, and some of the students are going to like you. I also just really liked my teachers that didn't assign a lot of homework, so you could always do that. Wow. Um, the other thing is just carry a motorcycle helmet. You just carry. Do you need it a in. motorcycle? Don't need the motorcycle. You have the helmet. Walk in, slam it on the desk. Let's get started. Everything else, just as you would. Mm. Yeah. And or then, what about walking in with a helmet, and then when she takes off the helmet and it's like a long head of hair, they're like, "Oh my god, it's a woman motorcyclist." That's kind of like she, a, yeah, yeah. she like yeah. walks yeah. through yeah. the hallways. Oh, well, they would. They I wouldn't just... be surprised because her last name. <laughs> Her last name ends with an A, so she can't surprise right. them. That's true. Uh, 
I mean, a motorcycle <laughs> helmet, you can get pretty cheap because just anytime you're walking by a motorcycle wreck where someone has died, you can just take that helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. And every time, you know, if you le- if you end class five minutes early every single time, they'll really like you. So you say, all right, so you're teaching five minutes, five minutes ago. You say, I got a jet, grab your helmet, walk outside, <laughs> shut the door. And then just play a really loud, like, motorcycle revving on your phone. I'm like, yeah. There's no way it's loud enough. <laughs> You're like, what was that? Hold on. <laughs> Playing YouTube. It's like <laughs> pre-roll. Hold on, actually. <laughs> Lock the door. All right, here we go. Yep. Liberty Mutual. Oh, sorry. Skip that. <laughs> she might already drive a motorcycle. <clears throat> if you already drive a motorcycle, then just start bringing the helmet to class. That's cool. So be passionate about what your subject is and also wear a helmet to class. <laughs> so maybe we are coming back around to the leather jacket too because if yeah. you're going to be convincing as a motorcyclist, you should probably be wearing leather just to impart a sense of safety to That's your true. students. Because my understanding, I've never ridden a motorcycle, but my understanding is the leather jacket is really a really a safety component. It helps for, part of the for sliding, for skidding, yeah. for sure. Oh, I never when even you, considered that, that when it was you, like thicker for, yeah, that reason. Yeah, yeah that's what it's if, about. If, if you talk to a motorcyclist, they say it's for when you lay one down. Mm-hmm. So oh. maybe you could maybe you could say that to your class at one point. Yeah, you could cool. say like, mm, I don't like wearing a leather jacket, but just in case I lay one down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get started. And they'll they'll know you're talking about falling over on your they'll know you're talking about falling over on uh, your motorcycle and not taking a shit. That's yeah. right. <laughs> they'll have to. And the skid marks are about the tires peeling off, not about the shit that's sort of running down your assless chaps when you walk into geography class. Actually, I have a question, teacher. Uh, the skid marks on your backside. Yeah, that's about my motorcycle, actually. All of a sudden, the whole class realizes that. Everything about motorcycling is a euphemism for pooping. <laughs> That's why it's so cool. That's why it's a number two wheels. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I had a problem with my tailpipe. <laughs> uh, okay. Good luck, uh, doctor. But listen, hey, if you're teaching at Harvard or not, you're already cool enough in our books. Yeah. And that's probably. And your students good are not cool. Your students right. aren't cool. Yeah. Get that idea out of your head. They're nerds. <laughs> Definitely. So you're automatically cooler because you teach there, and they're just going there because their fucking parents bribed a dean or some shit. <laughs> uh, okay, let's take a break, come back, and maybe listen to Flavor of Amir on the other side of these messages. Yeah. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And we're back. Um, So... We had the idea in Act 1 to play the Punched Up Jam. Jake went on Punch Up the Jam, mm-hmm. hosted by you 2 and discussed his one of his favorite songs, Flavor of the Week. N- not my favorite. Not but my favorite. Why did you our, choose that song? Our requirement is not that you bring your favorite song to the podcast. Yeah. Just a song you have opinions about. I right. see. I just know Jake enough to think that that's one of his favorite it songs. Was, it was an early top song of mine, for yeah. sure. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it, I, didn't, I never really thought it was like good. And then we talked about how there's a genre of songs where, like, the nerdy guy sings about the girl with the jock and how he doesn't appreciate her and she should be with him. Girl, all the bad guys want. Yeah, and I'm a good guy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And also Flavor of the Week had, like, a pretty, pretty like, standout moment, which is just them screaming, He's too Too stoned, Nintendo! Just, like, a very... Very weird line. And it's an iconic really... line, but it's so catchy, it took it to the top of the charts. And what was the thing that we discovered? Like, we thought that uh, they were a one-hit wonder, but this dude, like, does music now for... Um... Yeah, the yes. band was effectively a, a one-hit or, wonder. according to Wikipedia, that's their highest charting song yeah. to, to date. date. To date. Very, to date. yeah, hopeful. 23 right. years later. But, but, uh... but they were all music <laughs> students together, and sure enough, the lead singer and songwriter has gone to a very fruitful career, and he writes for all these massive acts. Miley Cyrus among them is coming to my memory. Yes. And he tours with mm-hmm. them and writes for TV and all this stuff. Like, if you, like, when you watch Miley Cyrus tours, he's her music director on stage. He's been wow. a music director for... Right. All these other stars like Ariana Grande and ha- it, has yeah. had a very, very major. So that band, American Hi-Fi, was just the jumping off point. It was like mm-hmm. it was like his hobby band almost. Right, which well, is almost so funny. like he he gave himself a challenge, which was like he's a drummer. Yeah, his challenge to himself almost was like, could I do this if I played guitar? And the answer was like, yes, yes. you could, and then right. he quit. When you think about that, I almost imagine them just like every summer they go on like the Everclear cruise and they play their one song and that's like, <laughs> that's what his life is. But instead he's just probably immensely rich, uh, plays sold out arenas with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that, that cruise would kill, you know, that music came from a moment in time and those people are all 40 years old now and would love to pay for a cruise to go mm-hmm. out there and just belt out, I would swallow my pride. Uh, yeah. the yeah. ride. You know, oh God, what, yeah, I definitely would do that. But why I be like ninth cut the on motor that on that bill. boat so I could stay there forever? <laughs> Gilligan but why Island be ninth style. on that bill when we you can were just only fresh, man? <laughs> what about a Gilligan Island reboot where it's uh, a '90s pop punk tour 
and it crashes. So it's they're on an island, but it's all your favorite bands from the nineties. Right. So it's it's me yeah. and Sugar Ray. Yeah, <laughs> he's the professor, and I'm there too. Yeah. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't want to watch the reality show of that where they actually do that and just put Sugar Ray and uh, some forty one on an island or whatever. Yeah. But but if they write those characters into the Gilligan's Island so that you yeah. have the archetypes of oh, Sugar Ray. You know, as the demented jock, and and some forty one <laughs> as like the impish minions. So it's like a clone high meets that episode of Gilligan's Island where the Harlem Globetrotters are there, but it's animated. Yes, perfect for Adult Swim. Okay, think on that while we play Flavor of Amir. Here we go. Taps his mic, but he don't know. Amir's running two hours late. Jake's up all night, writes all their jokes. Amir's on DraftKings again, posting Lakers Twitter threads. While he leaves all Jake's texts on red. And he means everything to Jake. Jake's best friend is so fake. So far, so good. It's Monday night, chicks feeling down. Amir's voicemail is full. Drink, we won't say your home address. But we're just two blocks away. Plus, we're great at DD. My druid elf rolled all 18s. Amir's charisma is a three. Dick's best friend, such a dork. He don't know. Yes, let's go. Oh. Now, this next bit we didn't really change because the guitar solo pretty much rocks, but we just <laughs> took it up a notch by adding a whistle. So we did here. <laughs> There's the whistle. It almost can't be perfected till you found the whistle. <laughs> A little better. Jake's best friend, you don't know anything about Jake. Why I'm here, we're so near. Let's grab beers, literally right here. Jake's best friend, complete trash. A face me, want to smash. I hate him. A PlayStation. Best life. <laughs> So fucking offensive. 
Oh, Did on. we make it weird? If we made it weird, it definitely no. got weird now. I ha- you know, when we when we play this for Jake, I feel like we didn't make it weird, but playing it for Mir, I feel like we did Dude, make it weird. That was a mistake. For sure. Well, yeah. I, terrible felt, mistake. I felt cool because I'm like the cool guy in this. It's like, yeah, he's playing sports and not D&D with Jake. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind. this is kind of nice to me, even though it's mean to me in a way. I thought you guys were going to say, because he sucks on Xbox, but you use PlayStation instead. <laughs> I hate that. That's not bad. I hate it. PlayStation is Xbox, so good. Xbox, we could have we moved gaming consoles between choruses. That would have been a, a pro move to go, to move from Nintendo to Xbox to PlayStation. Could have mm-hmm. done it. I like Laker games, LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> what, what rhymes with Dreamcast? Um, <laughs> mean Blast. Yeah. You put me on a mean blast. Oh, put him on blast. That nice. was a flaw in the original song. Is like the, the original song is basically saying, like, this boyfriend over here really sucks. And he's implying get with me, but he never says it. He never right. makes his case. Never makes so his case. This, so in our version, we want to not only say, Amir sucks, but also say we're right here in mm-hmm. real life. We're two blocks away from Jake's house. Come on over and play D and D with us. Yeah. Do you guys play D and D? Yeah, Anderson. I've, ta- uh, I've taken it back up. It's been a it's been a pandemic pickup for me. But wow. we played when we were kids. We were like we were we played second edition when we were uh, we kids, had like kids a, in the late eighties. Yeah, classic like Stranger Things, middle schoolers in the basement type experience. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. And you see, like the the druid elf that rolled all eighteens. Do you know why that's impressive of me? <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Jake is squeezing my knees so hard. Do you know why that's good? <laughs> this, is, this is a test, and this is like we're that. we're yeah. getting to see on screen whether Jake is going to continue to be your best friend or come be our best friend. <laughs> I assume eighteens are hard to roll. So that's Eight, yeah, or are you too focused on Danwell House being in the first round? <laughs> By the way, he was in the second round. I should, yeah, I should have looked it up. I do think he was an early second round. But now I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. That was great. I mean, if that's not reason enough to listen to all of Jake's episode, and then at least my episode, and then at that point you're hooked. You're yeah, gonna want to subscribe, to listen to all of them for yeah. sure. Um, thanks, guys, it's for making been, that for us. It's been a blast. It's been it's been fun. Uh, we've been having a blast. I mean, Amir's song off of Brass Monkey came out great, but we made the mistake of not starting the beef between Amir and Jake at that point. Now we have to have Amir back on mm-hmm. to do a diss track response. Right, he has to respond. And like this song, that song was also about getting drinks in Brooklyn. So there's kind of a motif that mm-hmm. permeates throughout every song that you guys write. When Very you punch up a jam, are you replaying the instruments or do all these songs exist instrumental only that you can add to? A lot of them we are remaking the instrumental. This one, Flavor of the Week, we, I think, just used a karaoke track for most of it. Yours, I don't. I kind of don't want to spoil a surprise in yours because there's a fun surprise. It started as a karaoke track to Brass Monkey, but it does not finish that way. Yeah, we ended up remaking we, quite, yeah. yeah, quite a bit of it. Yeah, wow. some of them yeah. Some depends them on are... what what our angle is on the punch up. Some we're just doing a totally different genre, so then we make it from scratch. Yeah, mm. I redid. I a couple episodes ago, I did a version of the Gambler. Yes, I heard I, that one. That was that very I good. wanted to make. Uh, I wanted to modernize the Kenny Rogers song, The Gambler. So I felt like I needed to have all the like 2022 country instruments, like the the over like crunchy guitar solos that you always hear in crun- in like country now, and like there's always like a snap mm. doing the snare sound in country. Sure, <laughs> so I went. Yeah. So me and our producer dude. like made like a 2022 country song for the 2022 gambler. Wow! And I I I was gonna text you about this. This is the most niche thing that 
99.9% of people can just tune out right now. But yours was, was sort of vaguely about fan y fantasy football y gambling. It was right? about it was about fantasy football. Yes, it was a, it, where in 1972 Kenny Rogers is talking about poker, but in 2022 people are putting their money down on fantasy football. Right. So I. When I was playing fantasy football like 10 or 15 years ago, there was a player named Devery Henderson, and I kept singing because every hand's a winner and Devery Henderson's a loser. And that would have been a perfect line no. for this song. For some <laughs> reason, it worked 15 years ago, and then you did it again. I was wow. I meant to and, tell you about that. And this this was very uh, synchronistic in that I was looking for... That, that line ended up... I needed a, a cornerback. I needed to use a cornerback there <laughs> Yeah. It needed to vaguely rhyme with the word team, yes. so I landed on Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yes. I didn't watch any football this season, so I was just like, <laughs> I was literally Googling, like, who are the best cornerbacks in football? That was good. And then that episode ended up coming out the week of the Super Bowl when Jalen Ramsey was, like, the most <laughs> yeah. talked about cornerback at the Super Bowl. But I think my line was, uh, every, every owner knows the secret to a head-to-head is a quarterback, don't throw it away, good kicker for your special teams. <laughs> Every wideout is a winner till your wideout is a loser oh, that's the truth. when the cornerback he's playing <laughs> is all pro Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, wow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, let's take one more break because we got to answer more questions. I mean, music yeah, yeah, yeah. is fun, but we have a job here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course. Uh, sure. So let's take one more uh, brief intermission. Thank some sponsors and come back with more questions and answers with the Gregory Bros after this. Yes. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like... Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness? It's nah. a it's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non-movement good. movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement uh, seems I'll like it should be. I'll have to check it out later, actually. Let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool th- there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm-hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% Ooh. off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available 
on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Danwell House, by the way, undrafted. Undrafted? Yeah. Whoa. So Shut was up. he a draft bust in the other way? An was undrafted. He because he should have been drafted. Yes, that's right. Draft I call draft miss. bust. Yeah. <laughs> Just like me, I wasn't drafted, and thus I'm a draft bust too. Uh, okay. We got one last question that I think we can all help this person out. It's another 20-year-old female. Okay. Uh, this one's not a professor, but she wants to apply to a few music schools in Sweden. Do you have the name of a Allison. Swedish? <laughs> is, she, is she Swedish? <laughs> she is Swedish or she's not Swedish? Well, I guess so with a name like Allison. She's obviously a Swede. Allison, last name? Uh, Allisonson. No, it doesn't. Everybody, everybody's name ends with it's either Olson, Allison Olson. I think would be good. Oh, That's Allison cool. Olson, Allison Olson. That's a cool name. Olson. That's a really cool name. Yeah, not the name of a porn star, but just a cool name for a twenty-year-old female who's about to apply to a few music schools in Sweden. All right, Allison writes, and I'm wondering if I should go ahead and apply to the one that my ex is currently at. Uh, and next year as well, attending, or if that will bring up a bunch of weird, awkward feelings that I've managed to move on to, on from while alone. We were together for a year, and I broke up with him about eight months ago. He's my only ex, so I'm not used to these dilemmas. Does the weirdness last if you keep spending time with them, or would I stop thinking about it after a while? The program only has 30 students in it, so we're bound to see each other if I get in. I like the school, but is it worth it? Please help a confused chipmunk wannabe such as myself. Love. Insert Ikea-related nickname here, since I know that's all Amir knows about our country. Oh, my God. Oh, sick burn. That's so mm. fucked up. I know a lot of things <laughs> yeah. about Sweden. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, she mentioned Ikea, which is obviously a huge factor. <laughs> sure. Reporting she said that's the wise. only thing you would know. <laughs> all right. So you didn't even know without her mentioning it? Well, Ikea, yes. And then also, in addition to that, they have a whole furniture-like That's Ikea. There. Yeah. I'm saying it's the and the meatballs they have there and the lingonberries that they have there at IKEA. <laughs> right. I know a lot of things about IKEA. You're and I resent just... the accusation that I don't know anything about IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> you are proving her right. I mean you are proving yourself to be a real grundletar. There's a what's that? <laughs> I know a bookcase you don't know I think. What a, you don't know what a grundletar is? Wow. You really you really don't know anything about Sweden. It's a bookend that looks like a grundle, yeah. <laughs> And the A has two dots above it. So need I say more? Uh, okay. Are you guys friends with any of your exes or is that awkward? We Well, I would say that I'm not friends with any of my exes, but I will say through strange coincidence, oh boy. we are friends with someone that went to a small music school in Sweden. Oh my oh. God. Yeah. So I feel like I have a little bit of insight having spoken to him for a couple hours about what it's like to go to a like professional level post high school music school in Sweden. One thing your listeners need to know about Sweden is that it is like the pop music factory to the world. Sweden really? is Sweden yes. is known to be the top exporter of pop music. That started, that, that started with ABBA, but peaked oh, yeah. in the late nineties where all the producers were Britney Spears, 
and uh, Backstreet Boys are Max Martin in particular, but other guys that are all from Sweden. So if she's going to an elite school, like she's probably going to be a yeah. top pop producer. She, I'm guessing. Wow. I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing that she's not going there to like study the cello or study how to sing. Maybe she is. Maybe I'm wrong. But our friend who went went to such a school, it was like a pop songwriting school. Like Sweden had been like, okay, this is what we're good at. So we're just going to make schools that a few people can go to and write the pop hits of the future. That sounds sick. I want to go to that school. Like Dr. Luke. He's an actual doctor in Sweden. Well, Dr. Luke was, although he is an American, he was trained by Max Martin. He was the protege of the peak Swede pop guy. So in in the family tree of Swedish pop music, I think a lot of people would still put Dr. Luke as like part of the Swedish fish, as they call them. It's weird. (laughs) The Swedish fish. (laughs) Pop music is seemingly easy because it's like oh they all sound alike but it's hard to i guess make a good one otherwise everyone would so it's like how do they crack yeah. that nut how do they exactly. and, and i've made a teaching? lot of assumptions here maybe it's maybe she's not going to a pop music school maybe she really is going to study the cello well i'm glad you're making the assumptions because she has not actually given us the vital information here of what's good about the school and why would she care to mm-hmm. to to go there the only information we have here is that there is an an x so we're forced to make our decision based on do you want to be around this person okay. or not? Well, what are the merits of being at the school? Here's mm. one thing I'm going to ask you all. This is a rhetorical question. So we can't answer um, it, but let's hear it. It's a rhetorical question. Yep. And in Swedish, of course, that's called a rhetorical question. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, it's uh, what would be great for writing <laughs> pop music songs about love? Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let me turn that over. So you're saying she could major in pop music and then get an almost an independent minor in heartbreak by attending yeah. a school with an X. I'm saying that the- You're really it, try, yeah, trying on I real mean, life Like experience. I said, there's a big assumption here that it's a pop music writing school, but the, right. uh, the strife obviously is bad. We don't want the strife in our life, no. but in this rare situation- Do yeah. you want the strife? Take the hurt and use it. Do you want the strife? An X in my life. <laughs> right, like, like how many times has like a musician that's like really, really, really great then released an even better album that's like their breakup album? Right. Oh, Casey, yeah. Casey Musgraves just put out her like amazing follow up to Golden Hour, and it's like a whole divorce album. In like the course of two or three years, she managed Adele. to. Like, Fall in love, get married, and divorce. Great yeah, example. Adele. The worst Adele, sophomore Alanis. albums are always about, oh, I got famous and it's hard. The yeah. best sophomore albums are always about, I fell out of love. Right. Mm. They're almost forcing it. There's a, isn't there a Julia Michaels song about like almost causing a breakup to write a good song or something like that? And it's she like, would. it works for her. It, it fucking worked because mm. it's first albums, like you said, are about having fun meeting the love of your life second one has to be about breaking up so this would be a great crash course and you know just my sincere advice is this is predicated on the assumption that this guy gets to go to the school well, s- well screw him like you're 50 percent of this e- equation you have just as much right if not more to go to the school than him mm-hmm. why are you reacting to his decision just just own it and and go well he's already been there right he's already been there a year how long's the how long's the school? Is it two years? Is it four years? How long are you gonna have to overlap with them? I guess mm-hmm. the one other issue is like how many of these do you have other options? Are there? Yeah, are she there... said she's applying to a few. I wouldn't I wouldn't like write this one off just because an X is there. So right. like if if it's just about applying, you might as well apply to all of them 
and then choose based on the merits and yeah. where you want to go, removing the yeah. X from the equation. That's mm-hmm. yeah, and maybe when you if you go there, if you're going there to incur the heartbreak, maybe it's kind of like second level burn heartbreak it's not like that good sizzle you get when your heart is first broken maybe you Mm -hmm. have to go to the different music school and get your heart broken in a more original for you way that's what i think by the way to get that real scalding heartburn i I think that's the move i feel like go to the new school where you can fall in love and break up and that's going to give you the best like overarching album right there because not there's not that much fun about like chasing your ex to win your ex back how many good songs are about winning your ex back Mm. Well, counterpoint, you go to the same school and exact a torturous revenge by dating someone else in the class. That's only 30 uh, people. Yeah. Bill, Bill style. That's, uh, that's Hey Jealousy by the, uh, by the Goo Goo Dolls. Gin Blossoms, actually. Gin Blossoms. Excuse me, yeah. yeah. If you break up with someone in Sweden, are they your Daniel X? Sick! <laughs> God. So I'm holding up a picture of uh, Spotify, Spotify CEO, CEO Daniel, Daniel Ek. Right. Who is Swedish, I believe. <laughs> no. See, <laughs> so your Daniel X. That's another thing yeah. I know about Sweden. Hold on right. a second. I'm just You've already shown that... the photo enough. Was yeah. He's showing it up so I can confirm. And yes, Amir is holding up a photo of Daniel X. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he thought, Amir thought that we couldn't see <laughs> it, but Ikea. Nice. Oh, good. <laughs> now we're having fun just in time for the episode to end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so real quick, lightning round. Would you still go to this school? Start with Andrew. Even, I, I think I sent us down a weird tangent just to brag about my knowledge of Swedish schools. I, th- I think as long <laughs> as there's another school that serves the same function, you go to the other school. Yeah, okay. Would you say this one is her last resort? Suffocation, what? ex-boyfriend, don't give a fuck. Does that even count as a pop Sweden. song? What's that? Nothing. Nothing. Sorry. Sorry, I'm you trying should, to audition for this, yeah. this podcast. You should be singing it while holding Daniel Eck. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel X Machina. I don't like looking at his smug face. I like using his audio service. Yeah. I don't like looking at his face. <laughs> okay, face. Would, you go to the, would you go to the Swedish school, Evan? Yes. Yeah, I'm a definite yes. So yes. I, th- I think she probably would have dismissed it already if this weren't one of the best schools. Mm. It's probably what seems feels like one of her top choice. Again, an mm. an assumption. But also just from, you know, the like perspective of developing your yourself, it's like really healthy to get over this. Better to work on it sooner than to let yeah. it eat away at you. Yeah, yeah. as is, as is my want, I'm gonna continue to waffle. If it's the best songwriting school out there, why have your ex scare you off? That's right. And I say Look deep into your heart and decide if you're going to the school because the X is there or if you're afraid to go to the school that you want to go to because the X is there. Wow. That's a really good song. Do it for you, not that as Daniel X says. <laughs> there, that's that's the professional take. That's that's the take of someone who's doing this podcast every week and isn't just coming on as a guest. <laughs> but you guys know how to sing. I would trade it all for the ability to Strike yeah. a note when the feeling is right. Feeling is right. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> Full effect. <laughs> oh, why's it gotta be so complicated? Nice. 
Uh, all right, sweet. And I would not do it because I'm a scared little boy and I want all the toys. <laughs> so, yeah, I would probably go to like an auto mechanic school overseas. Yeah, there's other music schools. That's a runaway from the career. Where in fucking Finland? I mean, it's not going to happen for you if it's not in Sweden. I'm sorry. Yeah. Another school? Norway. Nice. Oh, very good. <laughs> Uh, all right, one last time. Punch up the jam. Uh, Evan, Andrew, punching up a song every freaking week. Do you guys regret that yet? No, getting close, but it's still fun. Okay, that's now. good. <laughs> See if you can pinpoint the one song that turns it all around. If you tune in now, you can be oh, witness man. to our mental demise. I think, it was, I think it was close to this week. We're working on having to punch up Akon's Sexy Bitch. Whoa. Uh, and there's just so hey, the song is hateful. There's so little to to. There's so little in the song. Yeah, there's just no like, meat on the bone. There's no meat to to sink our teeth into. But I think this morning we cracked it, and we're happy again. Oh, All right, nice. there back, you go. Baby. The highs and lows. Uh, and thanks to you guys for listening to this and writing in your own theme songs as well, punching up your own jams just yep. for our uh, joy. So that's uh, if I were you show at gmail.com is the email for your questions and theme songs. As you remember the. Crash Test Dummies cover that we started was just the tip of the iceberg. Let's listen to the end of this episode, or the end of this song, right now, at the end of this episode. Uh, thank you again, guys, for coming by. Thanks for having us. This is a major treat. And huge props to your fans. Most talented in the game, cranking out these themes. Wow, for real. You guys hear that? Most talented fans in the game. That's cool. No, we're not talented, but our fans right. are. Everyone else. Exactly. Uh, Alright, we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody! Also... Simply can't believe it. He's humble, chuffed, and cheap. If I were you. That was a HeadGum original. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are? Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder Leitman of Exploration And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Hmm? Okay, I will. It's, hmm? it's, Can uh, you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live and we'll see you there. All right, bye.